You do the intro. I don't want it tonight. <laughs> All right. Welcome to Hooking Up. Uh, it is currently December 21st, the first day of winter. Yay. So, uh, first day of winter, 35, 36 degrees today. <laughs> Not like the day where it was a high of negative oh, five. Man, that was horrible. I was driving to work and it was negative six degrees outside <laughs> with a wind chill of negative 25. <laughs> That was that Sunday, right? Yeah, it was either Sunday or Monday. Yeah. It was Sunday. Because <laughs> was, I was home alone the whole day. And I was just like, I'm not fucking leaving the house. Well, here's my thing. I know this is not what we usually talk about on the show, but fuck it. What is the point of, the temp- of them not just having the real field temperature be the temperature? Because if you tell me that it's 15 degrees outside, but it feels like negative 6, I'm going to dress differently. Really? At 15 degrees to negative 6, you're going to dress Okay, so if it's like... Clearly you never had a job working outdoors. If it's 30 degrees outside, but they're like, with the wind chill, it feels like it's 10. Like, that's a huge difference. Because one's the... Actually, if you put a thermometer out, it's going to say fucking 10. The real feel is just what, is just what it feels like to human beings. How they calculate, I don't know. So, just t- tell me like, what the, yeah, tell what the real, real feel is. is this? Yeah, exactly. Because after working in the dealership where the best heating we had were, like, gas heat lamps that were above the, the workbenches, the shop never got warmer than 40 degrees during the winter. Fuck that. So, you're con- and the doors are at both ends of the shop are constantly opening, closing, yeah. cars are... Because we had a fucking free car wash. And then they'd get their car, oh, my doors are frozen. No shit. You see the kids hand drying your car. Towels can only absorb so much, and my my boss were too stupid to buy a fucking dryer. There you go. So we just had to hang them out. Of them. I'm like, well, you realize these are gonna be soaked by 9 a.m. Jesus. All Open right. seven. So welcome to hooking up, guys. Um, New rule: whenever we do a hooking up, whoever's abode we are at has to do the opening. Oh, okay. So we're at my place. We're at uh, the FTC Flores Theater Comiskey. Um. They wanted me kicking off my vacation. Yes. Merry Christmas. Ah, Merry Christmas. Well, I'm sure I'll talk to you before then, but still. Sure, we'll hang out before then. Yeah. So, we figured we'd do a show today. Uh, Dave happened to be off today, so we figured we owed it to you guys to do another quick show. Um, How are you feeling during this Christmas season? Feeling good. I fucking abused the hell out of time off this December. You and me both, buddy. Man, I fucking, all that overtime built up my time due. And as soon as they opened the calendar for December, I was like, I'll take that day, I'll take that day, I'll take that day. <laughs> I don't think I've worked more than two days in a week. I don't think since October I've worked a full work week. Are you counting your scenarios? No. In that? Oh, okay, nice. All right, so anyway, that's too much of work talk. So I wanted to we get... don't have rules. I do. Okay. I want to get right into it today. Okay. What's her name? Zing. So... I was putting putting some of my shirts away, and of course, most of the shirts that I own have some kind of superhero significance or nerd significance whatsoever. What is your favorite nerd apparel that you own? My favorite? One is one that I still own, one I do not own anymore. Like currently, the one that if if it got bleach on it or if it got fucked up, you'd be like, damn! My Red Lantern shirt. Really? I bought that at the first Comic-Con I went to. And I almost didn't buy anything. Like, I was with some people, and they're like, you have to buy something. And that was about the time when Blackest Night was occurring. Oh, yeah, that was a good time to wear that. So I bought it. 
That was actually the same Comic Con where I saw the guy decked out as Necron, complete with the scythe staff with the lantern at the top. That's what you said was your favorite. Uh, yeah, because I was, I mean, he had the chest cavity with the heart sunken in. Genius. Like, this guy had done a serious work on it. Um, mine right now would have to be that shirt, the, uh, the Secret Wars shirt. Okay. Just because it's, it's a nice blue color. It's very, very comfortable. And it's one of my favorite covers. Because it, you know, it encompasses so many heroes without it being like the, uh, the Infinity War shirt or anything like that. Like, that, that's almost too much. And I don't like the... I had a shirt that was like a whole wrap around shirt. And it was cool, but it almost felt it's, too much. I have several button-ups like that from back yeah. in my nerd day. Yeah, I, I have a Transformers one like that. I have, a, like, two Dragon Ball Z ones. <laughs> I have a Venom one. Nelson had the Spider-Man one. And I think I still own them because I refuse to get rid of them because my wife's very crafty. And I want her to, like, cut them up. And make them into pillowcases for Domino. I would say my son, but my, you know that I have a son. You know, but the other one that I no longer have. I think when I was like seven or eight, my mother took a white, just a plain white T-shirt. I don't know where she got it, but she got the Ghostbusters emblem, and she, you know, outlined it in puff paint, and just added little detailing to it, and gave, you know, made it for me because you know. Fuck, when I was seven or eight, you know, that's like 90, what, 90, 91, rather? Yeah. Um, I was, there, I was, was six in there was no nerd. There was no nerd shit. I had a Ghostbusters sweatshirt where it was all white with the symbol and right in the chest area, and I That's exactly the, what I had. I wore the fuck out of that sweatshirt. They, we, I remember the day it died, we were eating a meal together in our dining room, and I was drinking chocolate milk, and somebody said something so much that I laughed, and I that chocolate milk out. It got, it got on the pressure. I was upset. I was like, no! <laughs> so, is that your favorite one of all time? Yeah, just because my mom made it. Man, of all time, of all time, believe it or not, I don't even have it anymore because it, it shrunk too much, so Maria has it. It's just my regular all green with the Green Lantern symbol right in, right in the middle. I wore the fuck out of that shirt. I had like three of them. I don't even know what the hell happened to them all, but... I think in this, this upcoming Comic-Con, I'll end up picking up another one, because... Do you even have to? I mean, with websites like Superhero Hype and shit? No, but it's, some, it's, stuff? it's something I like to get from Comic-Con. Because I think, I think that one I got at my first Comic-Con as well. Okay. And my very first one. So this was like... I kind of like the independent vendors. Like, the one with the Star Wars shirt I'm wearing. I think it was like 15 years ago that I got that. Yeah. So this was before, like, the huge surge of Green Lantern stuff started to come out. Long before... Blackest Night and stuff. Or became popular to... Yeah. And then I started to pick up some of the other lanterns. Like, I got the, the black one with the yellow Sinestro. I got the orange one. Oh, that one? Uh, I don't have the orange one. Because the only orange one I could find outside of the Comic-Con or the website was the all-orange shirt with the orange lantern symbol. Yeah, that's the one I had. I, I wanted the black one. I always thought they should make them more like the costumes themselves. The Sinestro yeah. one should have been... Had the detailing down the middle. They ha they have some of those. The orange lantern you could have made the sh detailing on the shoulders. I had the the blue lantern one as well. Nice. So I got one of each of those. That's one thing I'm actually looking forward to. I was looking at the solicits for next year, and it almost seems like the comic book writers are trying to get their heads out of their ass. Like I saw, there's a story arc. It's uh, coming up in Green Lantern. It's called the uh, the Search for the Blue Lanterns. Yeah, you're They're, like, trying about to reignite the Blue Lantern Corps. Larflees was on a cover. And it looks like he's back to where he's 
the all-powerful badass before he became just the comic relief of the fucking Lantern universe. I'm glad, too, because the, that first the Agent Orange storyline oh, yeah. was awesome. Oh, yeah, he fucking butchered seven controllers. Yeah, that's not easy to do. And back when they first made the pact to uh, have him stay in the Vegas system, he killed Guardians. Yeah. And I was just like, how did you take, you know, I was just like, how the mighty have fallen. I think, I mean, I understand the need for comic relief because it is such a serious storyline. But you had enough of that with Guy Gardner. Yeah. That I don't think you needed it with Larflees, but I guess I could see it, you know. That's what I, I mean, I've almost would have rather, because even Guy Gardner, his comic relief is more like, the Wolverine comic relief. He's the, I don't follow rules and I do this by my way, yada, yada, yada. Which they've retconned him and made him a bit more of a team player. Uh, Guy Gardner, that is not Wolverine. He's Dirt Nap still. Still, thankfully. Amazingly. Even, even though I don't know if it counts with old man Logan running around, though. Yeah, you knew there was going to be a, a way that they'd find uh, just a bypass around his death, but whatever. I, I'm pretty sure what's going to happen is, because now his body's solidly encased in adamantium, I'm pretty sure it's eventually going to come out that, well, his uh, healing factor was just dormant, and so because it was completely sealed off from all air, eventually his tissue starts regenerating itself. I'm pretty sure that'll... That's why I'm going to put my forecast out there. We'll see if I'm right. <laughs> see, I had, a, I had a cool theory that... Back in the day when Colossus died, when he injected himself with the cure for the legacy virus as a means of, like, Beast finally found a cure for the legacy virus. But he's like, the only way that it can work is uh, somebody has to inject himself and it'll automatically be released into the air. Because it'll kill the carrier? Yeah. But doing that but would kill... But their body will mutate it. Exactly. And, and it'll be released. So... Colossus, the dying breath type thing. Colossus did it. And I thought, you know, that's you, cool. You know, Colossus, Colossus is a great character. And it was cool that he made that sacrifice. It fit into who he was in a lot of ways. Um, but then he died. And then not long after that, they said Magneto died. Magneto died? Yeah. And I'm like, it'd be cool if Magneto's essence, because he's almost a being of energy, automatically went to Colossus. And so it was like Colossus walking around in, in only metal form. But with... Magneto's abilities? Yeah, with with the mind of Magneto. So he'd be essentially all metal, the master of magnetism. And I'm like, that'd be fucking cool. You know, you got a youthful Magneto again. He's got all the anger, but also the strength and, and the stature of Colossus. And you could just have Colossus in the I think Colossus. I think that helmet. was probably one of the first arcs, in my opinion, of uh, the good guy becoming the bad guy when Colossus left the X-Men to become an acolyte. Which you're still like, whoa. Yeah, I because mean, that have, was a, that was a switch from what happened with Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Yeah, I mean that was, but that was back in the day that they yeah. changed teams. Yeah, that was the '60s. But um, I mean, that was the first like. It'd be like fucking. It would have been like having the Superior Spider-Man come out in like the '90s. Yeah. To have you know, which I still think if they, just, I don't know, I don't know if I want to jump in. I'm pretty sure I've beaten that horse to death. So, I think that. Even if they did that with Wolverine, that'd be a pretty cool idea. Like, you know, have Magneto just controlling him the whole time. And that becomes, you really, it's the old thing that, too, you know, too much spice ruins a recipe. It's too much of Wolverine. Yeah, Don't get me wrong. Hugh, just like Batman. Hugh Jackman played the hell out of the role. 
I give him full marks. Even in the piece of shit, you know, X-Men Origins Wolverine. Which I think I watched like three weeks ago because it was on TV one night after I got it's off rough. work. That's rough to watch. It's rough to watch it. I mean, you have to watch it with like a certain amount of detachment. Like not even watching it as a comic movie, you have to watch it as, no, this is a decent action flick. I'm just going to sit here and not, I mean, because we've already nitpicked it. But like, you know who I thought really got, probably in my opinion, two people stole, three people stole the show in that. Uh, amazingly, to say, Will I Am, for his portrayal of, I, I can't, can't fucking think of his name. The teleporting guy. Yeah. yeah. He he played it well. He had a kind of cocky air. You're not even arrogance. Just a cocky like assurance about him. I didn't like him walking around with a cowboy hat. That felt stupid to me. It felt stupid. Them on the motorcycles riding into uh, Mardi Gras felt stupid. But he played the role well. I think the guy that played Gambit, uh, I was really upset when I found out they put Channing Tatum as I wanted to see this guy. I'm like, I think he did the role pretty well. Yeah. Give it a retcon, let it make it be more faithful to the character. Like Deadpool. Yeah, and I think you could have had someone really good. He kind of portrayed it really well. And also, uh, the guy that portrayed um, uh, Sabretooth. Yeah, Lee Schreiber. Yeah. Uh, I would love to see him get pulled into the MCU. Yes. He's a he's an amazing actor, period. Yeah. Uh, I keep saying, like, maybe now with this my vacation coming up, I might start watching Ray Donovan. I'll give. You, I'll tell you what. If he if he kept the bulk on that he did and everything, he has the gravitas of an actor, to me, to be able to play sinister. I could agree. You know, you take off the the mutton chops that he had as Sabretooth, clean him up a little he bit. He has but. a slight draw that he would need to drop or become more. Not British, because I don't picture Sinister being British, but I picture him using very formal English. English. Yeah. He's not a slang guy. Well, that's what I figured they would have with Sebastian Shaw as well. And they just didn't pull that off very well. Which I was I, surprised, because... I, I liked Kevin Bacon, Bacon as Sebastian Shaw. Oh, yeah, he, he did. He played that well. And if... You know, you, that was another person that I'm like, I wish they hadn't killed. Yeah. Because I was like, you have a main villain foil that you could now introduce throughout your movies. And Kevin Bacon will do TV. So you could show, I think that show Legion? Legion. That's an X-Men show, right? Yeah. Or it's based in the X-Men universe? Mm-hmm. I mean, you could have had him, I'm sure he'd be like, alright, well, for the movies I could pay this much, for a TV show, pay me <coughs> this much. And he'd do it. I mean, even, um... Oh, fuck. Um... Ra's al Ghul from Batman Begins. Oh, uh, Niels, Niels, Liam Neeson. He said he would have reprised it for Arrow. And I think he played... I think he would have been good. I, I just like uh, Liam Neeson, quite honestly. I still didn't think you even needed Ra's al Ghul for Arrow. Yeah, we know. We know, Adam. <sighs> Jesus Christ. But um, I think Manu Bennett did an awesome Deathstroke. And I think not bringing him back, that's one of my... No, actually, I'm on it. That's a fuck you to DC Universe. Um, any character they're going to use in the movies, they won't allow to be used on TV shows. Yeah. So that's why you're not seeing uh, Deathstroke anymore on Arrow. Yep. <coughs> Which is very dumb. Although... You know, did you hear they're going to have Talia? Yeah. We'll see what happens with that. No, no. I think the trick that played the daughter... Uh, Nisa? Nisa. I think she's great. Oh, yeah. I think she would have played just as well, like, if they'd have just said that she's Talia, which still would have been too Batman-esque, would have been fine. But, whatever. Um, See, with Arrow, you could, the thing with Arrow, 
you could introduce characters like Nightwing. Yeah. I mean, you've already introduced the, a young Flash. You know, you could introduce... I don't want to say the Teen Titans, because I don't want all the Teen Titans, but you could bring in Nightwing. You could even make an argument for bringing in Red Robin. You could bring in Beast Boy. Yeah. And you could have, you know... I don't, I don't know, because the amount of money in FX you need to make a convincing Beast Boy. You already got the one chick on uh, Legend of Tomorrow that can channel mm. animals. Well, I mean, if that'd be my thing. Like, it, you could have him have the powers of animals without shape-shifting into them. Yeah. Like, I, you know... Flight of an eagle, and all of a sudden he's flying around. You know, you could just have him green and doing that shit. I mean, it it would save money. Did you get the link I sent you about um, the confirmed character list from uh, Infinity War? Yeah, I didn't read it because oh, okay. again, I want to be surprised. I saw Brie Larson's in it, but I figured well, she you already, would be. They yeah. already made that announcement. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's fucking weird. So somebody posted that Tom Holland isn't going to be in Infinity War. That was in the article I sent you. But. It's gotten to the point that I don't even read the articles so much anymore. I read the comments for the articles first. Because the, those people are quick to say, don't even read the article. It's clickbait. Yeah. There's nothing confirmed to say that, you know, he's, and I, that way it's just like, okay. It's it. not, I mean, it's not the most far-fetched thing. Because if you have Thanos on an Infinity Gauntlet, what's Spider-Man going to do? What's Hawkeye going to do? Yeah. You it's kind of like what you Doomsday. What the fuck was Batman even doing there? But this might be a way. Batman of got his ass handed to him by this, Doomsday. They they could almost blend the Infinity War with Secret War, and you know Spider Man come back from an intergalactic fight with Thanos, oh. and all of a sudden there's the symbiote. <laughs> I need to leave the room for five minutes. But tell me a that proper would be... MCU Venom or yeah. black costume. Exactly. I mean, there, there's a way to do it, yeah. is all I'm saying. You don't have to... Because even when they had um, J. Jonah Jameson's son in it, in the other Spider-Man, I'm like, oh shit, he's going to go in outer space and bring back the Venom symbiote, and it just didn't pan out like that. Did you ever watch Under the Red Hood, the animated? Of course. That Joker was terrible. Yeah, the Joker wasn't the best part of that movie at all. Did you ever uh, beware the bat? Beware the Batman that... It was, I think, a Channel 26 cartoon. It's a little bit different, right? Yeah. Yeah. That Joker was fucking god-awful. The, the dreads? And the, dr- and the straight jacket, always yeah. dragging. He, he was more like... He always reminded me of the Wolverine when they made him more animalistic. Yeah. With, the, with, the, with no, no nose. nose. Yeah. And he was constantly hunched yeah. over. I was like, what the fuck? There, there is an issue of... Like, is this what Jared Leto was folk- shooting for? There's a... There's a... There's a a comic of the X-Men that came out during that time when Wolverine had no notes and they didn't even fight anybody in the issue it's all it's just them in the X-Mansion talking and dealing with you know God, that's rough. mutant shit but the opening um the opening page is just Wolverine you know he's he's on the balcony talking to Professor Rex you can't even see his face thankfully because he didn't have a nose anyway but in that he has the caption where it says, uh, things change, people change, the day you stop changing is the is the day you die. And I was like, that's an awesome way to just start a comic. And you know, things ended up not being very intense throughout the whole issue. Um, <coughs> you, are, you arguably got some of the hottest renditions of Jean Grey and, and I think Rogue in there, because Jean Grey's walking around with uh, just like a, a fuzzy robe and, you know, slippers and everything, but they made, drew her, you know, with her t- 
tits hanging out of the robe and everything. I was like, well, all right. You know, like twelve year old Adam really enjoyed that comic book. Do you remember the Fleer collectible cards? Oh yeah. I had the one. They had all the X Men at a beach party. Yeah. I remember I had the Psylocke one. I had the Jean Grey one. Those, they're all in the those Jim Lee, Jim Lee drum, wasn't it? I think so, but again, remember I'm not big on artists. Yeah. But it was very, you know, '90s. Uh, X-Men costume with all the buckles yeah. th- that era yes yeah so yeah I had I think I may still have I think I still have those cards at my parents house now that I'm finally in my own house I'm trying to pick up my old stuff and get them moved in so moving on from comic books a little bit to video games we've been having a lot of fun lately with our PS4s oh god uh hearkening back to our old days of being able to game a little bit more often yeah and I've, I gotta say, I've, I've really been enjoying that shit. Yeah, and that's where like, like the PS Plus, you know, they, they Sony gives you a lot of indie games. Yeah. And uh, if if it wasn't for PS Plus, I wouldn't have bought Rocket, or I wouldn't have got Rocket League. I love Rocket League. Uh, I've, obviously. I've been playing the hell out of the hockey mode on it. Yes, it's hard. I've been doing pretty damn good on that one. I yeah. suck on the regular, but. The basketball one's even harder. I don't even want to think about that. I can barely get the fucking soccer ball in a goal. I don't want to think about having to elevate it. Yeah, that's that. I mean, that's I be, the hard that, part. That's where I'm probably gonna break a controller. So I, I know my limits. I'm gonna stay away from that. Rodney and I played for like ten minutes straight without getting a goal because we're like, dude, knocking it into the air just just to make sure you get into the net is such a fucking chore. But yeah. like in a good way, you know, it's it's more of a challenge. Ugh. But it's with shit like that that you learn, you know, more of the bicycle hits and stuff like that. If you guys ever get a chance, hit up Rocket League. Um, they have downloadable content where you could either get the Batmobile from Batman v Superman and also the DeLorean. I almost bought that one. I almost bought that one too. But it's it's like 15 bucks, isn't it? No. It was the same price as the Batmobile. Oh, is it? I don't know. But I, I had seen somebody already with the DeLorean, so I was like, uh. I'd say I haven't, but I haven't been playing it online. I just keep doing exhibition just because I know I suck. I saw someone online with the DeLorean, and I was like, Wait, what? Like, how the fuck did they get a DeLorean? I didn't realize that they had that kind of downloadable content. I'm surprised they haven't, like, tried to get the Fast and Furious cars. I'm surprised they haven't gotten the Ecto-1. Oh, God, I actually thought about that. I'm like, (laughs) I would buy that in a heartbeat. As long as it's the correct Ecto-1. Yeah. Not that bullshit 2016 crappy-ass... Because they have it where you're driving around and slime is shooting out of the back of it. Like, you could just do the Ecto-1 with that automatically coming up, and it'd be perfect. Score a goal, then... Horns yeah. go off. You know, you if you get uh if you get blown up, you can have the Ghostbuster symbol real fast. Where Slimer takes off. Yeah. God, that would that would be awesome. <laughs> Please, Unreal, get on that. <coughs> oh, it's Psionics. Unreal's just the engine they're using. Oh, okay. Still. I don't even know if Psionics. I know it's Psy some and it. Yeah, it's, it is Psionics. Okay. That's good. That's a good pool. But man, um. Play video games right now, or I mean, for PlayStation, being that we're both PlayStation fans, I mean, I almost feel like it's borderline back to uh, back to the uh, PlayStation Two era. Yeah, video games are starting to get they're really a lot of fun today. Right yeah. yeah, we got Crash Bandicoot coming back out. Capcom has said we're gonna start looking at our old properties. For the love of God, please fucking give me Onimusha. Yeah, we talked about that a lot on the last one. With that, start out making it a fucking download because I will download that, make it all three, and I will pay. I will give you twenty bucks for all of them. I wanted to show you some of the uh, the other costumes for Marvel vs. Capcom. 
That's the scariest picture of you. <laughs> there are worse ones out there, I'm sure. So I'm just going to load this up while we're talking. Um, Marvel vs. Capcom 3 is a, is a great game because even when you're getting ready to fight, like if Wolverine is up against Jean Grey, he'll say something specifically to, to Jean Grey, like, I'm sorry that, that it's you, darling. You know, and she's like, Logan, I wish, you know, we d didn't have to come to this. And it's cool to have, you know, the characters interact in that way. Um, and the cinematics for it are actually pretty good. The, the endings are typical Capcom. Here's a picture with a caption. Yeah, yeah, with a little storyboard. You know, there's not going to be really any X-Men in the next, uh, this uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Of course not, because... They don't own it. Yeah, Marvel is just giving the giant uh, fuck you to anything having to do with any Fox outside right the, now. Outside of Marvel's house. So, like, they have uh, this version of Deadpool. Where he's more Cable? Where he's dressed up as Cable. Oh, God. Um, so this is Nova, uh -huh. but the alternate costume is the actual comic book version. Um, let's see, Ghost Rider has... Um, he has a bunch of different costumes, but he has a Fantastic Four one, uh, which yes. I thought was actually pretty cool that they pulled off. They have the Ronin Hawkeye costume. I don't like Punk Rock Storm. This is the one that actually surprised me a lot. The fact that they have the 90s Jean Grey. That'll always be the X-Men to me. Yes. Nemesis. Just different colors for him, really. Oh, or actually Evolutions. Oh, her, Jill with the scarab on her chest. Yeah, but it's not Jill. It's, uh, what's her name? That's Jill, dude. No, no. This, this is Jill. Well, who's the chick with the short hair? The Asian chick that was always running around with you? Ada? Ada. That's who that's supposed to be. No, dude, that's her in the, that's her nemesis outfit. That's how she looked in Nemesis. So they have zero in this yeah. from Mega Man. But then there's a Mega Man rendition. Oh. Oh, this one's cool. Because the Sentinel always kind of looked like crap. So he's just real over the top looking. But now they actually have the Sentinel from, from uh, the 90s cartoon. They have... World War Hulk. Did you uh, see they armor. leaked footage? The test footage they showed at Comic-Con for Thor Ragnarok and it showed Hulk? I I don't want to see that yet. Because, uh. I, again, I really want to be surprised. Magneto doesn't have any alternate costumes. Wolverine has the Weapon X. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Uh, didn't you say Iron Man? They have... What the hell? What is that Doctor Doom from? Isn't that the 2099 Doctor Doom? I'd have to look. I don't think so. I don't think... Uh, maybe it is. Super Soldier, Captain America. With the triangular shield. And the comic book version. Uh, the old school 40s one. A little bit more like US Agent. I don't know what the hell Captain America that is. And then they have uh, the Bucky one. They have... The Punisher, Captain America, which is pretty cool. Um, they have the masked Doctor Strange. I've come to bargain. Dormammu. 
and how he's supposed to pretty much look. Yeah. Which is how I kind of wish that they had him in the movie, but Thor, they have the comic book version of Thor. Uh, Didn't you say they had a war machine for Iron Man too? Uh, no, they have the the so, silver armor. Oh, the Mark, like the Mark Two. Yeah, the Scarlet Centurion armor. Mm. The stealth. stealth. And then the gold. Rocket has uh, like his original Rocket Raccoon costume. Camo. They got a lot of really good characters in this. Chris. I'm in a star's costume. Uniform. Wesker. They have him in his star's uniform. Um, really cool shit. Like, the, the attention to detail for this kind of thing is, is a lot of fun. Dante. Virgil. Mm-hmm. Although oh. they have Virgil in this. Yeah. But there are several iterations of Virgil. That's Trish from uh, the stylized emo fucking... The, the mechanized Akuma. Um, Phoenix Wright, have you ever played that game? No. He's like a lawyer. Like it's a lawyer-based game. Now that you're describing it, I think I've heard of it, but even that I was spotty at best. Strider. That's something that I never got on board with. So it's pretty cool to see it. And you get, you get a... You get a lot of little, um... Scarlet Spider. You get trophies for pairing up certain heroes together. Like if, I think if you do Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor, you get like a trophy that says, you know, the the, the main three or whatever. Do you get anything for pairing Spider-Man with Deadpool? I don't think so, but I'm not sure. Black cast, oh god. Yeah, since Love there's it. not Venom in it. Love it. Is that Taskmaster in the bottom right? Yes. Which Taskmaster first came out and uh, he would say like, aim of Hawkeye. And you're just like, what? So in, this is the ultimate Marvel's Capcom 3. In regular Marvel's Capcom 3, um, these top four aren't in it. And Animusha. They're not in it. So. Animusha? I'm sorry, not Animusha. Um, Shumagorath. Oh. Which has this alternate version. Oh, like Starro. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. They, they even got the demon from um, Ghosts and Goblins in there. And he's wearing armor. And what's really cool is when you go to the main menu, if you go to gallery, they'll give you character bios for each of the characters. Mm -hmm. And also say, you know, their first appearance in whatever video game and whatever comic book that they first showed up in and give you some stats. So it's a lot like having the old school flare cards, just not... How do you feel about that model of the Hulk, though? Uh, it seems off to me. Like, his head doesn't seem right. It's just, it's it's the anime style of, of them doing it, so... Uh, Grey Hulk. Rulk? Worldbreaker Hulk? Yeah. There. Is that... Is there a real... I can't remember which. I think that's uh, supposed to be like. Uh, I saw the originally they released a, a Hulk. It's like Korath or something they call him. I don't know. Let's see. But anyway, 
it's just pretty cool to see uh, the different variations that they do with this kind of stuff. He's got the X-Men costume too. There's actually a fucking comic right now with Deadpool having the symbiote. Oh, when he was on a Thunderbolt? Super Scroll. Yeah, pretty cool. This uh, this version of the Super Scroll, the silver one, mm -hmm. I think it's supposed to be kind of like the uh, the shaper of the world. It's pretty cool that they do all this kind of stuff. I mean, it's it's some for the fans, for both fans of of like they got Fantastic Four, She Hulk, She Hulk as well. No, um, here's Doom 2099. Okay, then I don't know which Doom that is. So, uh, for the listeners out there, it's Doom, but he has like big, bulky shoulder armor that have spikes. Future Foundation Spider-Man. Oh no, that's it's not Future Foundation. That's yes, it is. The Superior, isn't it? No, that's the Future Foundation. Ultimate. Iron Spider. I think that's supposed to be the big time costume where it could be locked into certain modes. Jesus Christ. X-23, she actually has the fan costume, which is that one. MODOK. I can't see MODOK being an effective fighter. It's one of the, it's a very Japanese, like... Like, oh, he's not supposed to be a good fighter, so let's make him fucking amazing kind of thing. Oh, Lord. It gets really annoying. Magneto, I think they spent the least amount of time on character design when it came yeah, to Yeah, I mean, him. I'm surprised they didn't put Joseph in there. That'd be pretty cool. Man, it looks like, outside of Punk Rock Storm, it looks like they really didn't put much work into her. Their Mamu, they didn't do a whole lot different. So that's what the Sentinel looks like in the game. That's why I was like, this doesn't look like the fucking Sentinel. And then they finally added this one. I was like, eh, that's right. better. I'm really impressed that, like, they do Nova really well in this game. That version is actually pretty cool. That almost looks like more of a Terminator. Terminator, yeah. Iron Fist, he's pretty good in this game. He's essentially just uh, Fei Long when you use him. Oh. So. That's nice. Does he have anything alternate? No. Galactus is who we're looking at. Yeah, you, you've really been PS4 only. You haven't even touched your NES. Not recently, not since I upgraded <laughs> I was at a disc replay today and they had a full size PlayStation 1 for 20 bucks. The original Ryu. Morgan's a character I don't give a fuck about, really. Darkstalkers. Alright, so I just want to show you guys that, or show you that, if you guys ever get a chance and you're on the PlayStation Network, you like fighting games, that's. To me right now, that's as good as it gets. 
Street Fighter Five is a lot of fun. Um, but mainly Akuma's just if you're gonna play out for that. Yeah, but those you gotta pay a good, like you gotta pay like five bucks for a character for extra yeah, character. That's where I'm not a fan. Or you could get points in the game for like online wins and stuff like that, and you could buy the characters that way. Well, at least it gives you something like an alternative, I guess. Yeah, you gotta play a lot. It still kind of sucks. Uh, for Christmas, I just bought you the Lego Batman 3 game. Yes. Which has all the lanterns in it. I'm looking forward to that. I mean, I watched you play it a couple times. And... What's cool about that is on the PlayStation Network, they have bundles that you could buy. So it's like, you know, extra characters. And they actually have a lot of really cool stuff. Like, they'll have the Batman v Superman collection. and So you could buy, you know, you could have a bunch of those characters in it. You could have... Uh, they, I don't know, they have a, just a lot of really cool stuff. We could take a look at that, too, while we're doing this. I so thought one of your gifts I gave you was uh, the Deadpool Funko. Daredevil. Daredevil. You were having a rough time with that today. I am. It's fucking me <laughs> up. I don't know why. Deadpool's on your mind. Earlier, you were trying to talk about Deathstroke uh, when we said, weren't playing. Yeah. And, uh... Oh, there's already a copy of that Batman VR... At the disc replay. Nelson says it's fucking amazing, but I just, I really don't see that sticking. I'm pretty sure we talked about that yeah. before. Alright, so. I think you have to go to add-ons. It should be there. Yeah. I, yeah, clicked it. Did I go too far? Uh, so I hit the first down. There you go. So you have heroines and villainesses. So you got... Oh, God. A whole other story. old-ass Batman. Mm-hmm. As he first showed up. And arrow packs, so you get a bunch of TV stuff. Batman Beyond pack. Uh, Batman. Bizarro. Bizarro. The Dark Knight series. The Man of Steel pack. Ah, Batman is on Earth. This is just every character I think has rainbow colors to it. In season pass, and then you have the Suicide Squad. Oh. And I'm sure, like, as more DC movies come out, they're mm. gonna have more and more of these, which is pretty cool. Like, in concept, um, Deathstroke is on there as well. So. Lego is another one of those where they do a really good job of of having fun add-ons to it. Uh, I heard the Jurassic Park game is a lot of fun. I almost picked it up for Vita because I saw it for like 15 bucks. I have this uh, Marvel's Avengers game. So I'd be interested to see what kind of add-ons they have to that as well. I've heard the Lego one, uh, Lego Star Wars is actually pretty cool. Like they break the fourth wall pretty regularly. Oh, they got a Doctor Strange add-on to Marvel's Avengers game. So, Lego's doing what Nintendo does, where it's like, oh, we're going to pull at your heartstrings a little bit, we're going to make sure that you guys are more interested in uh, a lot of little little stuff like that. Oh, And your, your heartstrings are attached to your wallet. So let's take a shot of your delicious moonshine. Yes. They brought 
apple pie moonshine. Uh, on the last Home show made. we did with Rodney and By Caesar, remember my family. We uh, we did a shot of this. Do you want the pink or the orange shot glass? I don't care. We're, we're grown ups. We're both men, kind of. Um, so let's not get crazy. We took a shot of this and we were all very pleasantly surprised considering as soon as you put the stigma of moonshine on it we're like this is gonna hurt <laughs> and we took that first shot or the only shot that we took and we were like wow that is dangerously smooth those are drinks that you really get worried about so if you didn't know and you just poured this in someone's glass they'd pretty much probably drink the whole thing exactly even if you didn't tell them, like, hey, no, this isn't alcoholic at all. And then it would be moonshine to get fucked up. It would be awesome to see. This is where you always think of drunken children. Yes. So, cheers to you. Merry Christmas. Cheers, Merry Christmas. To another great show. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no no burn. Nothing. Not even a, really much of a liquor flavor at all. It's scary. <laughs> like, two shots of that, I'm sure I'd be fucking floored. Oh, I don't, I, well, it is ever clear. I have a full-size mason jar and a bottle full of that still. So, at Best Buy, they also have Final Fantasy X. Ten, ten two. And ten two for like, I think 20 bucks. Do you think that that'd be something worth buying for the PS4? Uh, you enjoyed ten, right? Absolutely. I highly recommend it then. The polish up the graphics. Um, honestly, I have it on my Vita. I haven't even touched 10.2 because I've just still been enjoying the shit out of 10. Because part of me doesn't want to pull the trigger on 15 yet until they until I know they've cleared out all the bugs for it. Um, this is the 30th anniversary of Final Fantasy. Wow. Um, rumor has it they're they've already confirmed they're doing a graphical up uh, remaster or HD edition of 12. Wow. They're saying they're going to do, they're releasing it for PS4, 10, uh, I think 10, 12, and possibly, I think they're going to have an alternate 13. Um, What's the one that first came out for PS3? 13. Yeah, that one sucked. Yeah, that one's terrible. Yeah. That's the only one on PS3. Yeah, I was just unpacking some boxes from our move, and I found 13. I was like, I still have zero desire to work on this any further. They also have the Uncharted collection of 1, 2, and 3 for 20 bucks, which is... Uh, shout out to uh, Carter. He owns that. I heard, I heard it's dope. Yeah. And I'm all about that kind of thing. Like, I wouldn't have even gotten four if Nelson didn't buy it for me, because I, I would have waited until they had the whole series and just picked all of that up. Because... <clears throat> It's, it's a game well worth investing money in because it's so good that I don't see any reason why I wouldn't just want it, want them all at once. Yeah. Uh, those are definitely, going back to look at one, like the water effects in one, and then two, and then just seeing how Naughty Dog fucking... Well, once they got that, that money coming in from part one alone... Well, Naughty Dog it. was never hurting for money. Not really, but I mean, after Crash Bandicoot, what did they come out with for such a long time between uh, Crash Bandicoot and then Uncharted? No, I think Naughty Dog was also a... Was that Jack and Dexter? I don't think so. I don't know. I know they had another properties, because that's what... Um, going to Uncharted and then The Last of Us was really their uh, 
more they wanted to step into more realistic games. Yes. Let's and see. they've done it fucking well. Naughty Dog games. Should probably just be able to type in Naughty Dog and go to their, Wik their Wikipedia page. Alright, list of Naughty Dog games. Let's go through this real quick. So they had Math Jam in 1985, Ski Craze, Dream Zone. So let's basically say none of that really fucking counts. So Crash Bandicoot first came out 1996. Twenty years ago. Shit. That's crazy. Um and Crash Bandicoot two warped. So after all the crash they did do Jack's Jack and Daxter. Okay. Um first came out in two thousand one, so fifteen years ago. About the time that those type of uh, they had not them but Ratchet and Clank came out that around that era. And then they didn't come out with anything after two thousand five until two thousand seven with Uncharted. Mm-hmm. And then Uncharted 1, 2, 3, Jack and Dexter Collection, then The Last of Us. Mm. And after The Last of Us was, they just continued with Uncharted. Now they got, they only moved up to The Last of Us Part 2. So, realistically speaking, they've had four major franchise games yeah. in a span of 30 years. Yeah. 31 years. And it's it's a beautiful streak of games. I mean, yeah. they're it, definitely they put quality into it. Exactly. This is this is a perfect example you, of quality over quantity. You could put them with Konami in its heyday. Yes. Where it was Castlevania, Metal Gears, uh, Silent Hill. Silent Hill. Yep. And those days are all gone. Yeah. Zone of Enders. Yeah, oh yeah. That was that game that, that was, you play, right? Yeah. That you fucking love. Um, Capcom. For a while, it was all about quantity, not so yeah. like his Street Fighter, Street Fighter Two, Street Fighter. You know, I really feel like Street Fighter was the big, their big like they just churned it for the cash. They, they had Ghosts and Goblins too. And they put more thought, in my opinion, into most of the Resident Evils. Um, it did get a little bit problematic when they started. You know, they had Outbreak, Resident Evil Outbreak File Two, the online one for. Online on PlayStation 2 back in the day, which I never did. I never did either. Uh, I had a buddy of mine, he did strictly for SOCOM. SOCOM was a fun game. That's what I heard. I mean, I only watched him play it, I think, once. So, like, at the time, I was still, like, you know, video games I play for story. So it was a little bit lost on me at the time. SOCOM was very innovative because it was very much, you know, you control your whole team with directional pets. So you could be like, you know, hold up here, move that way, move up have somebody else take the lead and it was very uh very cool because you had each person you could make each person have a different specialty so one person was in charge of demolitions a medic yeah um that was a game i didn't give enough enough uh play when it first came out i was like whatever it's it's a war game little did i know you know shit like that helped set up the world for metal gear uh metal of honor which metal of honor one oh yeah is one of my favorite fucking games uh, Medal of Honor, as far as my first person shooters go, I mean, my road, my wheelhouse was Medal of Honor, um, fuck, I just had another one. Resistance? No, Red Faction. Never played it. Red Faction was the first game to introduce, um, destroyable environments. Okay. Like, if somebody was in a room next to you, you could take the rocket launcher, go across the room, 
Hey, Maria's here. Hi, Maria. Hello. Hi, Maria. Say hello to the hooking up people. Hello. Can you grab me a Coke? Sure. I love you. Um, Today's the nine-year anniversary of Maria and I's first kiss. Ah, uh -huh, congratulations. Me and my <laughs> wife got married on the anniversary of our first kiss. There you go. November 11th. So you'll never forget that shit. And we got married on 11-11-11. Oh. Everything for us is 14. So like, her birthday's the 14th, my birthday's the 14th, our anniversary's the 14th, Betty's birthday's the 14th. You'll have 14 children? Shit, no. Ceci <laughs> uh, was 4, 13, so she was almost 14. Oh. Uh, Sebastian was born in 2014. Were you in your head, like, telling Maria, hold it in? <laughs> a little bit, I'm like. Wait till midnight. She was, she was a day before our one-year anniversary. Do you remember when you called me? I was on my way to work. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck do I do? Yeah. I was like, just call it for me. Yeah. Here's my info. <laughs> That's what I'm like. I'm trying to fucking call. I'm driving on 55, calling you in, and I'm like, uh, calling in. Uh, yeah, I gave your name, your employee number. I'm like, and they're like, and here's your reference number. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. He don't need that. <laughs> Part of me was like, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, why didn't I just call, like, if I, if I was able to call you, why didn't I just call in? Yeah, because then I, uh, Texted our boss and let him know. Yeah. And he's like, "Yeah, we'll we'll take care of it." Because he he's a good person. Oh yeah, we have we we happen to have really really good bosses, so I love that. Um, I'm gonna point this out because you haven't figured it out yet. You have your little lantern statues over there. Uh huh. Did you notice anything wrong with them? Awesome. Did you put the rings in the wrong spot? You jag off. You know how long ago? How long? Like at least a month and a half ago. Oh, I gotta show them really the daredevil thing. Keep talking. I swapped the rings in uh, Adam's lantern statues. And uh, it took a month and a half, and he still hadn't realized it. So I, I observed my, my good friend, you know, best friend Adam, his here. But, Thank you uh, You wanna try this? It's. It's. It really doesn't have the It has no don't let taste the of alcohol whatsoever. Have a sip. Please, it'll make me feel really good being at the holidays. I'm pouring you just a tiny bit. Cave to peer pressure, Maria. Cave. Okay. Yay. All the cool kids are doing it somewhere. Not us, because I, I, I'm not fucking cool. It's dangerous with how smooth that is. Evidently, apple pie moonshine is not Maria's thing. Maria makes a whole face about like, and then she's like, "Oh, that's good." Bye, Maria. So that's my wife. So that's cool. I don't think we've ever had her on this show yet. I don't think outside of you, me, Rodney, and Caesar. Well, Sam's been on in like the background in a couple of our episodes. Yeah, Sam couldn't give two fucks. No. She couldn't give one fuck. Maria really doesn't care either. She just she has to walk through here. Sometime. They still you still need to do another like have her all the the women do all the because that was pretty that was pretty entertaining watching them go off the fucking rails. Yeah, they uh, we try to convince them to have their own show. Yeah. But that's it's. It's not easy to get people to no. to really branch into this whole world because, I mean, podcasting isn't for everybody. The hardest part about podcasting... Okay, 
Here's a good question. Now that you have a podcast, what do you think is the hardest thing to deal with? For me, it's just I don't want to be redundant. I like, I mean, I know we're, I pretty much try to keep this podcast in, you know, video game entertainment, basically, be it written form of comics, be it video games, be it movies. I really, I try to, this is really meant to be just like a lighthearted uh, things that we loved and, you know, things that we're interested in. But uh, for me, it's just, you know, I don't want to be redundant and be like, oh, have someone listen and be like, hey, didn't they talk about this two episodes ago or last episode even? Uh, a friend of mine, uh, actually one of my bosses, Thomas, I was talking to him the other day. He's like, he's like, can I tell you something that's going to be a little weird? I'm like, uh, okay, go ahead. He's like, you have a really good voice. He's like, have you ever thought about going into broadcasting or anything like that? I was like, well, I'm, I have a podcast. And he's an older guy. He's like, wait, what's a po- what's a podcast? And so I explained it to him. He's like, how long have you been doing that for? I was like, a couple of years now. <laughs> the hell's an aluminum falcon? So. It smell like feet wrapped in burnt bacon. Ugh. So, shout out to him for uh, essentially saying I have a good voice for radio. Goes along with my face for radio. Zing. <laughs> Alright, so. Let's see. I think I've talked about everything that I wanted to talk about for today. Yeah, I really didn't wake up today planning on this. and Have we ever? <clears throat> I don't think so. There have been a couple episodes where I'm like, hey, tomorrow we're going <clears throat> to have a show. Yeah. Let's try to think of some stuff. That, to me, that's the hardest thing to to do with these shows is. Let's sit down and let's try to plan out what we're going to talk about because it's you almost don't want to do that because then once you're done with that you're like sometimes you'll have a topic that you think is going to branch onto this whole thing and you're done in two minutes. Fuck, I was planning on that being like a 15 minute segment. Ever had a game that you were really looking forward to and then just didn't live up to it after you bought it? Oh man. Um, Not necessarily, it doesn't even necessarily be the game was bad. But just something that you're like, oh, this did not live up to my expectation. Oh, man, let's see. Um, I'm trying to look at my games right now as you say that. Silent Hill Homecoming for sure. But I'm a huge Silent Hill fan, so I was really expecting something more out of it than that. Um, I don't know. I, I tend to... Uh, I tend to kind of wait on the sidelines to hear what other people whose opinion I trust. That's a dual-edged sword, though. Uh, yeah. Well, people you trust. Okay. Well, like Nelson, I, I I trust his opinion for a lot of game stuff because he's the kind of guy, like, a game will come out, he'll pick it up, whether he knows a lot about the game or not. And he, he there are a lot of games that he likes that I don't. Case in point, the new uh, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, whatever. Uh, the newest one? The in- Infinite? Infinite? Yeah. He hasn't? I believe so. Oh, wow. And he's like, oh, it's a great game. I'm like, yeah, but I'm kind of done with that. He really liked, uh, uh, not most of the game that came out around Resistance. It was another first-person shooter. Oh, God. I don't know, dude. Red, uh, I Killzone. Oh, okay. Killzone was one of those games where I'm like, eh, I'm good on that. No, see, I actually, I really enjoyed Killzone 1. But I was big on Resistance at the time. See, I when Resistance, I don't think I picked up a PS3 until Resistance 2 was out. And I didn't even pick it up. My whole family bought me one as a Christmas gift. They all chipped in. I think Michael Jackson's uh, 
experience, the Michael Jackson experience oh, for Xbox with the Connect. I thought it was going to be like, you know, you're you're more, you have more freedom to actually do the dance moves that Michael oh, Jackson Lord. would do, and it's not that at all. Like it's even more um, rigid to me than the Wii one. I mean, the Wii one's all about how you essentially just turn the remote. The, ah. But you find yourself moving your whole body anyway. Yeah. Like, oh, turn here. Like, I could just turn the remote and it, it would do it, but... That's how I learned to cheat in some of the games, like the multiplayer ones, where they're like, it's a big elaborate motion. I'm like, no, I don't. That was like, oh, uh, getting track and field for Nintendo. Oh. Like, oh, you have to hit A and B. Or you just get a turbo <laughs> controller. You just hold the A button and you're zooming past everybody running at the speed of light. Um... Cutting you the flash. So what's a game that you had that kind of uh, disappointed you? It was a PS2 game. It was called The Bouncer. It was by Square when they were just Square Soft. It wound up... It, it was a fighting game, but it, the levels were very large. Um, it wasn't just like left and right, you fighting somebody. It was just like you're in a crowd having a brawler. Okay. Um, <clears throat> the way it was built up was... That it was going to be like just huge branching storylines, and the entire you could throw characters through an environment, you know, through a table. None of that ended up happening. It all mm. got cut. I don't know if it's due to the power of the PS2 or what, or just because the PS2 when it first came out was renowned for being difficult to program for a little bit. <clears throat> but yeah, that didn't live up to it. And also, there was an arcade game my family wanted a cruise. Uh, it was called Virtual On. It was a mech fighting game, and it you. To make your mech jump up in the air, you had to take both joysticks, whip them to the, move them to the side outward. Your character would jump. You know, you pivoted by moving one forward, pulling the other one back. Okay. They made a game based on it, <clears throat> not the arcade one, but all the same ideals for PS2. I think it was called uh, Virtual on Mars, and it just all the nostalgia that was built in my, my mind. It was just like, oh, this is not what I was hoping for. There's a game that I bought on a whim um, called Clock Tower 3. Remember the Clock Tower series? That I didn't like. Because this was during the peak of like Silent Hill 2 had just come out. You know, Resident Evil Code Veronica was out. So the I based it purely off the cover. It was like a, a scared girl and it's a Clock Tower 3 and it's like, you mm -hmm. know, a terrifying, <laughs> excuse me, terrifying game, and you don't fight anybody, like, the whole game is, you free ghosts, and then you hide from the bad guy, free ghosts, and I was like, this is fucking stupid, like, let me fight the guy. Did you ever hear of Tecmo's Deception series? No. That was, you were the villain, and you had, I think you had a damsel in distress in your castle, and the good guys were going to be coming to rescue her, and you set up traps in the castle. That sounds pretty cool. Um, I don't know if it was a PS1 or a PS2 game, but I remember a friend of mine had it, and I watched him play it, and it was, it was pretty, I mean, these, I mean, the traps were like, you know, saw blades coming out of the walls, uh, vats of acid, you know, monsters. I mean, some of them were pretty damn intricate. It's funny, because now <clears throat> Clock Tower's kind of evolved into games like Outlast. I don't know if you played Outlast at all. But that's no, those... I downloaded it, but then I just I never played it because I can be kind of a pussy. You you can't play like you can't fight the bad guy in that game. It's all about you know he comes around, you gotta hide in a locker or you know See, that, run him. That's one thing I'm not really warm to the reception of in the new Resident Evil. Yeah, 
And there's a lot of scenes of this, I guess, the Baker family and the, the fathers are like just very Mike Myers-esque, just walking, pursuing you through the house. And if you break line of sight, then you need to hide. But odds are he'll smash up everything in the room, hunting you down. You know what I thought would be a good game <laughs> that they've never done with Resident Evil yet? Is have a game that takes place where you're a scientist working in uh, the Umbrella Lab right when the virus starts breaking out. And, like, you know, the other scientists are starting to become infected. And See, there was actually a book series. I think it was the author was S.D. Perry, possibly. Um, and one of the books was told kind of from that per, uh, perspective. And that was, I mean, it made a very good story. And I was like, this would probably make a good movie and it would probably make a pretty good game. But, like, I'm just, I'm shocked. I'm shocked that they, they never did that. Yeah, um, they were really trying to, I mean, when they got to 4, they were really trying to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. I think they've really, there's, even after 7, I think it'll have really good upfront up sales. Because you have the people that were really geeked up for PT. Mm-hmm. And this is very PT-esque. And um, I'm really hoping with them, you know, re-examining their old properties, they'll leave their circle of the wagon and be like, you know, we need to make a reward for the hardcore Resident Evil fans. <clears throat> I mean, I think they're already kind of doing that with the Resident Evil 2 HD complete remastered edition they're talking about. They're, they've already confirmed they are going to release. Which, even though it is cool <clears throat> that all these companies are revisiting their old properties... Yes, it's enough to whet the whistle of the fans, but this should also be an indicator of, okay, yes, I know doing things the old way is is a, kind of a cop-out, and everyone wants to evolve their game, but sometimes it's what the game is purely at its core that makes the game good. I you're, mean, You're fighting zombies, and it's scary. I mean, I think fi- a square, square Enix has finally, with Final Fantasy XV, finally figured out how to fucking bring it to the new... I don't want to say millennium, but... to update it to more modern standards and please the fan base. Because now they've already said they're releasing um, the Final Fantasy VII complete remastered HD. Um, how do you feel about... Like, they've already said it's going to be an epi- It's going to be released in episodes. How do you feel about games like that? Like, uh, the Walking Dead series is like that. And uh, I guess that new Telltale Batman game. It's not bad, but to me... I'm See, when it, came, when it comes to stuff like that, again, I'm more the kind of guy to be like, let me wait till they come up with all the episodes yeah. and make it one giant fucking game mm-hmm. so I can just get it all done at once. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's cool, but it goes along the same vein as... Let's make, you know, let's make a fucking movie that could be a one-parter and let's break it into two just for the money. Matrix 2 and 3, I'm looking at you. Or even like The Hobbit, you know? Like, if you have The Lord of the Rings 1, 2, and 3, and those are three-hour-long movies and you you covered a book each. You split a book into three movies? Yeah, exactly. That was a shameless cash grab. Speaking of The Matrix, uh... Enter the Matrix was one of those games that I I love. I think it's a fun game for what it is. Mm-hmm. I wish that they could go back and redo that game and make it 100% better. Yeah. In terms of uh, graphic-wise and uh, the cinematics and stuff like that. Because it's... Sorry, my first podcast. It's, it, it is a fun fucking game for what it is. The bullet time is a lot of fun, a lot of fun to use. 
playing as Ghost was awesome to me. I always really, really liked that character, even in the movies. But you want to talk about a game that was kind of a disappointment was that. Yeah, that one, I bought it too. It was enjoyable for what it was, but it definitely wasn't what I built it up in my mind to be. <clears throat> it got to a point that I would only play, like once I beat it, I would just go back and just play the, the scene where you're, it, it's like the scene where where Neil's in the, Neil and, uh, Agent Smith? No, when, uh, Trinity and Neil are going through that, that federal building, mm. and they're shooting everybody with the pillars. Guns, lots of guns. Yeah. That scene in the game is my favorite part, because you're, you know, doing the the cartwheel off of the pillars and everything. I mean, I really like the fact that, you know, Jada Smith did all her own acting for it, and, mm -hmm. uh, they, they put a lot of effort into it, and a lot of that branched well into the, uh, the Animatrix series and shit like that, and it, it really branched together the, the movies perfectly because you get to see what they were doing while the movie was going on, and I love that kind of shit. It's the reason why I love Rogue One, because like, hey, yes, this whole universe is going on, but here are the, here are the gritty guys in the background doing shit. Yeah. I mean, I know you, you got mad over the fact that I kept branching it into the flight of the Osiris, the final flight of the Osiris, which I'm going to bring up when we have our giant episode. You know why I got mad? Because I wasn't thinking final flight of the Osiris, I was thinking flight of the Phoenix. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like, the same thing. I'm like, this is a god-awful fucking movie. But now that you know what I'm yeah, talking now about. I was like, now it makes sense, but... But, I mean, it's not a... Again, like, it's why not, are you referencing this shit-ass movie? It's it's not it's not a bad <laughs> thing that it, that it reminded me of it, because I really, really enjoyed the final flight of the Osiris as like a five-minute cutaway of what was going on in the universe. Um, but for what it was, it shows the sacrifice of, of other people in this universe that aren't the mainstays of, of everything that's going on. Like, here, here are some straight-up expendable people that we're just going to see fight to the death, essentially. And yeah. it's, it's cool to see that kind of thing. You had nobody with force abilities. That was, that was a lot of fun. I mean... The the whole you're getting a disease network I'm sure is gonna have a huge giant size episode just like we did for all for Avengers for yeah Avengers Age of Ultron and for the Force Awakens we had a whole show together. I forgot oh yeah I forgot you did because oh, God there's a lot of Force Awakens episodes you guys did one for UTJH and we're we're trying not to do that because again if somebody, if if we're lucky enough to have one person that listens to all these podcasts. We don't want there to be a, hey, here's my take again of yeah. the same thing. Um, but this is one of those, like, even if we all do it together, we could post it on each page. And it's like, look, this this is one crossover episode that counts for an episode for each of us. Yeah. And it could be the same audio, the same everything, and here's the episode. So, I think it's well worth uh, spending some time. Because I'm sure... Rodney's going to say and see things that I didn't see in Jared and Nick and Steve. And everyone's going to have some kind of opinion. Yeah. I'm anxious to see who's, who's going to be like, you know what? Not my favorite movie. It's possible. I don't think it'll ever go down, in, in my opinion, as my favorite movie. Um, it. Uh, you asked me between that and The Force Awakens. And now that you've seen it, I can, you know... It's 
it's like I said, my best analogy for it is it's a worthy entrance into the Star Wars canon. Um, because when you think Star Wars, you think lightsabers, you think Force, Jedi, Sith. This didn't have much. It only had, you know, spoiler alert, one Sith. Right, a uh, Sith. Yeah, and one lightsaber scene. Yeah, one um, lightsaber period. Yeah. Um, and so I guess when I think of Star Wars, I'm expecting lightsaber battles, you know, force throws. So that's what to me, to Force Awakens will, I like Force Awakens more than I like this. I enjoyed it. I would never, I'll, happily, I'll probably go and see it again with my father. Okay. But um, I don't think, I think like I'll watch it more than say like, I always go back to this because this is like my, my kind of my reference point. Still haven't put Ant-Man back in my DVD player, but I could see myself throwing this in. Because, I mean, somebody made the analogy that K2 was more of, it was like, this movie is C-3PO. And C-3PO and K2 were grossly different characters, in my opinion. Yeah. C-3PO is kind of like a bumbling, I won't say idiot, but a bumbling helper. Whereas K2 was just like a cold mercenary. Yeah, he almost didn't want to have to deal with all this shit. Yeah. Like... You are being as, rescued. As, yeah, as a droid, he was almost above. Yeah, like all this, this shit. shit again. Yeah, and I think they the character like spoiler alert, where he meets his demise. I was like, oh, I kind of hoped he'd survive somewhere. I'm really uh, well. Fuck, we might as well do spoilers. I'm really surprised they all met their end in this movie. I thought, with the fact that they're doing expanding movies. I I knew they weren't going to make it because obviously you'd be like, well, where are they in the New Hope? Where exactly. You knew they had to meet, you know, they had to have a logical conclusion for them. And I thought they'd at least make it to a second movie. <clears throat> well, they were, I knew that they had already said that they, they weren't going to make a, a direct sequel, but um, Somebody, I was reading, ha- halfway through I'm like, nobody's going to make it out of this. So I guess uh, I was reading online that <laughs> somebody said they've gone to see it. And the scene where uh, Bail Organa is like, well, I'm going to go home to uh, Alderaan. And I guess somebody in the movie theater goes, No! And everyone's like, Yeah, it took me out of the movie, but yeah, it was really funny. Yeah, it's funny <clears> to think about <throat> that. Jimmy Schmitz? Yeah. Which Jimmy Schmitz is an awesome actor. Even in Sons of Anarchy, he was. Towards that last. I think he was in the last two seasons, he was probably some of the better part. Oh, yeah. I didn't like him playing, like, the super Mexican at the same time. Mira ese, and I'm like, dude. I thought like he did it when he, you know, he was back in his home environment, but like when he was running the escort business, mm-hmm. he was very much a businessman. He, you know, his English was more proper, and uh, only when he was with his, you know, his inner circle did, and even not when he was with the inner circle, only when he went back to his home. Yeah. Where that's where he, you know, who he was then. To show that. That yeah. he's still one of the people kind of thing. Yeah, and I know you're not a fan of the series, but I know they're doing a spinoff with the Mayans. So I'm curious if you'll see him anywhere in it. I'm sure he's not doing much else, <clears throat> to the best of my knowledge. So yeah. Maybe he'll end up being you know, one of the few front runners. I mean, AMC does a really good job of uh, staying true to their properties as well. I mean, Better Call Saul, I heard, is an amazing show. I've seen the first couple episodes. It's well, a lot of fun. The Sons of Anarchy was FX. Oh, that's right. That's right. But cable companies themselves are doing a better job of yeah, expanding pro- their own universes. And protecting what made it good. Although Fear the Walking Dead, 
sucks to I've caught a couple of the episodes. Some of the episodes. I don't care for any single fucking character on the show. Exactly. I'm really more just for seeing the not so rotted zombies attacking people. Because you, I've already said time and time again, zombie movies are my, some of my favorite horror, why I'm such a big Resident Evil fan. But even shit like uh, Zombieland. Yeah. Which I've heard rumors that they've officially got all the major players to be back on as part of Zombieland 2. Which, awesome. Bring on the comedy. Uh, it'd be great if they had Dan Aykroyd <clears throat> in the second one. Like, just keep bringing in what, Ghostbusters. Ghostbuster? <laughs> yeah. Well, you're not going to get all of them. Uh, unless you're going to make them a zombie. Oh, um, he? He's a zombie. My problem with, with Fear of the Walking Dead is everyone's too pretty. And I know this is before the zombie apocalypse. But like the son that, that in the beginning when he's like all drugged out. Oh he's God, like, I wanted him dead so much. He's wearing like a, like a <clears throat> pirate shirt. And I'm like, what year did they just jump into? And he's like, you know, a present day L.A., you know, hoity-toity kid that... I'm rebelling against my parents do drugs. I'm like, dude, nobody gives a shit. You're still using your parents' money to buy your drugs. Yeah. But... You're not doing black tar heroin, you're doing coke. That's why I was like, eh, <clears throat> you've already lost me in the show. Yeah, I, having, I'm really hit or miss on uh, Walking Dead. I've been watching more of the season because characters like King Ezekiel hold my attention. I'm like, this motherfucker's crazy. I like him a lot. Yeah, but he's like good crazy. I'm so fucking tired of everyone hyping up Carol by now. Yeah, I don't get everyone's fascination with her. Like, I'm like, somebody, get this broad a bullet. Please. Um, Michonne is still the the hard-ass that I wanted her to be. And I like that. I'm tired of Carl. Carl. Negan's weird way of talking is starting to get to me. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I still think he's a wildly charismatic character. And I think Jeffrey Dean Morgan plays him amazingly well. But the whole, like, talking out of the side the whole time and leaning his whole body, I'm like, who the fuck talks like that? When I saw it, the first time I noticed him talking out the side of his mouth, I was like, oh, God, Adam's got to be losing his shit. I'm like, I just want him to talk like Gerard Butler for, like, an episode and Ugh. watch you lose your mind. This is a wreck. Probably going to have to cap it. Yeah, it's at least an hour. All right, yeah, we're an hour 14, so... Oh. Well, everyone, we're just going to put the brakes on here and hold it up. All right. Well, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you check out all the other great, great shows on the network. You're getting a disease. Um, that just happened. Uh, Something Gates, The Veg Dialogues, and Das Drunks. Uh, a little something for everybody in this world, all on one network. So hit us up, check us out, and hook up, hook up with us really soon. Yes. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Uh, have a Merry Christmas. Uh, give your loved ones a hug and a, you know, a kiss. Enjoy the holidays for what they are. Um, I hope you all get some nice things if that's what does it for you. Otherwise, just take some time out and enjoy. Be you. Be safe out there. Have a Merry Christmas, everybody. For David Merkel, I'm Adam Flores. Thanks for hooking up.